Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace out on the homestead, Millard out at the estate. And Chapman a little panicky inside the Finley Chevrolet, (laughs) Fox Sports, Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We'll get into the 3-1 loss last night against the St. Louis Blues and the follow-up from uh, our analysis uh, watching that game and the domination for the second and third periods uh, after the St. Louis Blues took a 2-0 lead. We have Dylan Secura coming up from the Henderson Silver Knights. He is going to pop on the program. Is he lighting it up this year? And uh, he came over from the Chicago Blackhawks in the offseason. So we'll chat with uh, Dylan a little bit about what it's like to be on the top team in the American Hockey League. And one-timers getting into a lot of the action uh, around the National Hockey League on the trade front. Uh, some of the pieces are going. Some of the pieces are changing. We had that uh, late uh, announcement last night before we went over to the VGK pregame show uh, regarding the New Jersey Devils and the New York Islanders. But uh, I want to start with... What's happening right now with this show and VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas? Chris Chapman is in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. <laughs> and there's an old saying in, in television where if the control room's on fire, the producer in your ear is supposed to be able to communicate you in a way that you would think that it's a normal sunny day and everything is fine. You should never know <laughs> that there's an issue. We have Chapman in our ear. Chapman is going full women and children jumping into lifeboats and, and getting out of Dodge. Like he is stop dropping and rolling. He is like, running for the hills, screaming right now. And I don't know what the problem is in the control room. I just know that there's an issue in the control room. And yes. on a scale of 1 to 10, the panic in Chapman's voice is a 38. Am I wrong? Chapman. No, no, no. You're not wrong at all. And and I, I it's, it's always interesting when you are, you know, getting ready for a program and you're kind of talking through some, some bullet points here and there. And all of a sudden, it's just... We have a problem. I got to go. We, this is what he says a minute and a half to air. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking you behind the curtain. Ryan and I are chatting. We're actually chatting about logos in, in hockey uniforms uh, because I had this conversation uh, regarding the Mighty Ducks Game Changers reboot today for the, for the podcast. So we, 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 Ryan and I are going down this path, and we're interrupted by, by Chapman who comes in our ear, and I quote, we have a problem. I got to go. Well, and and I, no 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 no. Let me tell the story, and then you can explain it. Okay, we have a problem. Got to go, and then he's gone, and the two of us are like, okay, and so we go we go back to chatting because like we can't do anything. I'm at the estate. Uh, Wallace is at the homestead. We go back. Then he comes back and goes, I don't know what's going on. It's set to go national. I I I'll get you on, but I but I, but I. I, I won't be available to help you guys out at all. And so then I'm thinking, 
the hell does he got to help out with? <laughs> you and I are talking about <laughs> hockey on the show. It's not like like he's going to be able to dig dig a ditch and I, I don't know where where your the the panic was that he wasn't going to be able to help out, and then he's gone again, and we get on the air. The first thing that involves Chapman, outside of of just getting us on the air, is the woo. Now, if Chapman's not going to be able to help out, like he said, my inclination is, who's going to do the woo? Because yeah. Chapman's not going to be able to help out. So you say. Fox Sports, uh, Las Vegas studio, uh, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the, and and he's there. I'm like, well, what happened to not helping well, out? Well, that's not really helping out. That's just doing the woo. I okay, mean, so so that, that what, literally, <laughs> where's what? Can you define helping out? Yeah, can can you well, tell me well, where if, you, if, we're not going to be able to lean on you if, during if you, this this well, program? If you guys need, need, well, it seems to be working itself out, but <laughs> it's it's not. It's not because of me. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's because, lo- long story short, long story short, the programming was not done properly. I won't blame anybody for that, but it wasn't done oh, properly. Oh, you want to though? Oh, believe me, you I'd like to, to, but but I won't. And He's sort of blaming right now. No, no, no. He's so so blaming. long story short, we were scheduled to go to Fox National. When I walk, uh-huh. first of all, first of all, Thursdays are hectic for me because we have a lot of stuff going on. This is a long story turning into a long story. It's a long story. I never said it was a long story short. I said it was a long story. So no, you said long story, long story short, short three times. No, 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 no. So I yes, don't have a lot of time on, on Thursdays. And I, I walk in the studio and I see this with a minute to go. And I'm like, all right, this isn't right because <laughs> I can't let you guys go to national because if I did, you guys would be talking over whatever show is playing on Fox National right now. Yeah, and the right. commercials would be firing all randomly, and and mm-hmm. you know we we obviously can't have that. Yeah, so generally, two programs running at the same time is not a good. No, thing. that's not what you want to do. Okay. So 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 we have a problem. That, we got to go. Yeah, that's that's all good. But Chapman, let's get back to the to the big question. Okay. All right. And it's not how the Golden Knights only scored one goal on ninety five shot attempts. <laughs> that's been bumped. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that is now my second most important question. The number one important question that I have right now is what were you supposed to help out with the program that we won't be able to be able to lean on you? Well, I mean, sometimes I have to carry the show. So, I mean, I, I can't be your crutch. When you said I won't be able to help out, what what were you meaning? Well, if, if there was audio, right? Like I, I haven't I unfortunately didn't have a chance to send you the audio that I have from, from last <laughs> night's post game because I, I so, I panicked, so, but, but but that's so that's, if we wanted to play the audio that we don't actually know what we have. Well, cuts for. I mean, you you could probably figure out because there's some Mark Stone cuts and there's some Pete DeBoer cuts from last night, which but, could could have been sent in any time yeah, in you, the last you, seventeen hours. You know, well, no, because I, I I only have a limited amount of time to do things, and like Eric explained, Thursdays are kind of hectic to begin with. So I'm not even going to ask you why Thursdays are hectic. I, I think you know why. I, I don't want to know why, mm-hmm. uh, but. I just want to know, ladies and gentlemen, at 4.07 Pacific Time on Thursday, April 8th, this, <laughs> this show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace is, is going to have to grind through it because Chapman is not going to be available to help out. So just bear with us and have patience because we are going at this, the two of us. Thank you for Thank you for your support and understanding. Is that a PSA? 
just really appreciate your support and understanding as Ryan Wallace and I try and get through this next two hours on our own <laughs> without Chapman being able to help out. Now, to the, to the hockey side, I, I, we got a problem. I got to go. <laughs> the, like, Those are my favorite shows. When, what was when the they Seinfeld start like that? Where, where, who was the character on Seinfeld that was like full pan, like bumping people out of the way? Uh, just gone. <laughs> that was Chapman. This, <laughs> This might be a hot take. I I never I never got into Seinfeld. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't really either. I just more hear I can't do it. hear hear those yeah. ones. What what was uh, that's a good trivia question. Uh, like or 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 just inside information on somebody. So what's the one show that everybody loved that you never got into? Oh, it's it's for sure Seinfeld. Seinfeld like, just never never couldn't do it. Lost do it. was one for me. Never got into Lost. I never I never watched it. But like it, it wasn't it wasn't a situation where I was like, no, I don't want to, or I don't think I could do it. I just it just came along at a time when I wasn't very interested in television. Hmm. Office is one for me. Never. I mean, I'm sure I'd like it, but I just have never really. Wait a minute. Are you back to being able to help now? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 to I told you that our, our problem has is is in the process of being fixed. How did you fix it? It wasn't me. Oh, okay. I, I Who fixed I, it. Our illustrious program director. Huh. Who so had, we so so we only lost you. Well, uh, I, I didn't know how long like it was going to take. Seconds. I didn't know how long it was going to take for me to to be okay. able to uh, to oh. get in. But uh, well, don't like just don't let this affect your delivery of catching up with Chapman. Oh in, no, no, in, in I, finals, I've already got that. That's already good to go. Oh, yeah, goodness and, gracious! And like don't don't let that be affected or anything else. To do with fi- firing over content, I was I was thinking catching up with Chapman. I would discuss what I saw at the Masters today. You can't do that because I'm avoiding all. Content. Oh, really? So I have the opportunity to ruin your day. You do. You you could. You oh, could totally ruin it. Oh man, I've avoided. I I know one thing that happened because I was part of a text chain and I didn't realize that there was going to be golf commentary on it. I know one thing that happened, but uh, I I think I can get through it. Uh, the, uh, the I may have to change to- it. The Golden Knights tried to get through last night. Where, let's go with our ratings right off the bat because I'm yeah. curious how you fellas saw last night's performance in a 3-1 loss where there's a lot of moving parts about that performance and then the end result. So um, in in terms of this game, like I, I'm going with Inkblot, and I'm going with Inkblot for – a couple of different reasons. One, I think Jordan Binnington was was very good for the St. Louis Blues. However, when you look at kind of the total body of work, there were a couple, like maybe two or three saves that you look back on and you say, man, Jordan Binnington had to be very, very good to make those saves. There was a, a point-blank shot Jonathan Marshall so had late in the game that if that goes in, it cuts the lead to one and everyone gets nervous. Jordan Binnington comes up big, very sharp. Those are not enough of those types of looks for the Golden Knights last night. But then, again, you fall down early, 2 nothing hole, and really from the second period on, the Golden Knights had everything thrown at Jordan Binnington. They did carry the majority of the play. They were able to get some looks and throw a lot of rubber his way. 
Uh, I just think that this was one of those games where Jordan Bennington was determined to win, and I don't think the Golden Knights got to the to the net enough to make his life difficult. So it's an ink blot for me. You lose three to one to a team that you have really had their number all season long. I'm going ink blot. Ink blot is a two out of five. Yes. For those that are not aware of the the rating scale, the St. Louis Blues were really good in the first period. Chapman, how did you see last night? Ink blot. Um, you can't fall behind two nothing. You know, you knew the Blues were going to be desperate. You knew they were going to push. You didn't really push back in that first period. Uh, you know, a lot of turnovers in that game, and I think something that that maybe I shouldn't factor in, but I do. The inability of this team to 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 have to sit, or the ability, the, the the fact that this team has to play short guys because they're so up against the cap. I think that has to factor into this somehow because, I, I, I mean, I don't know if having an extra skater out there wins you that game, but you sure don't want to be playing that many games short, especially in a condensed schedule. And I don't think it's catching up to them yet, but it could. But, I mean, he, Mark Stone said it last night about, you know, we, we, we didn't really push back in the first period. Our superstars have to score. And, and I mean... You get that great game on on Monday night, and then you kind of come out flat and lay an egg last night. Yeah, Bennington was really good, but I don't think he was like. I mean, he well, was the difference. He wasn't Patrick Waugh, you know. I mean, he 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 was really good, but you had you had opportunities, and he was competing like Patrick. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that Nick that Nick like Waugh, Nick Waugh was able to, to to get a goal right ends a 24 game streak without one. Good, you know, it's great. You get some depth scoring. But I felt like that's well. You said a lot there, so let's go through. Let's go through the roster uh, decision first, and they have to play a man short because Alec Martinez can't go. Uh, you do play, and I think that it's it's valid that you bring it up. Uh, to do so would be uh, would be just looking the other way entirely. They play with five defensemen and and the twelve forwards. Now, previously, they when they've been short on, on the roster for a game. They've been shy up front, light up front, gone with 11 forwards and, and 10 forwards. Last night was was a, a new angle at this. It it looked like they were out of sync defensively in the early going. And I don't know whether it was a f- because they had five or whether it was just an off-balance start or whether it had something to do with St. Louis. Now, the, the two breakaways and then the odd man rush by Tarasenko, that, that almost came off. BGK mistakes as much as anything. So I, even though St. Louis was really good in the opening period, some of the damage was was self-inflicted by the Golden Knights. The here's the thing about playing a man short is you got Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo on the ice for 30 plus minutes last night, and that is a positive for for me. If you could have them on the ice, and there's a there's a point in a regular season game where there's Diminished returns uh, on that, and I think 30 minutes is is right around that number. Yeah. I don't think anybody should be playing more than 30 minutes in a regulation game. It uh, you start conserving energy or pacing yourself or uh, along that line instead of playing playing full out. But but they had to, and so I I, I do think that that's that's a positive. But uh, the 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 first 20 minutes countered the last 40 for me and i'll go ink blot as well 
because even though they've had 95 shot attempts in the end and they just blitzed the Blues in the second period and were really good in the third, it doesn't make up for the fact that St. Louis was the much better team and able to capitalize on their chances in, in, the, first, in the first 20 minutes. And it, it's interesting because when we look back on the game on Monday, it, it was really the Golden Knights in that first 10 minutes uh, a bit under siege. They get the benefit of scoring first and getting two goals in that first period. But, you know, it, there was a lot of emphasis put into the game last night of starting better and not allowing St. Louis to dictate play early on in the game. And it just kind of fell by the wayside for the Golden Knights. And, and I don't even think St. Louis they did dictate, but their chances, like the chances that you think about, the two breakaways, yeah. Tarasenko, uh, the second goal, were off turnovers in by Vegas in the offensive zone or block shots, which is a turnover, but uh, you can you can put it into a different category, and, and and went the other way. So, like, while St. Louis was good, and I don't want to take anything, they they were much more engaged. Right, much more uh, physical, much more. Uh, uh, their execution was better. You, you saw that uh, on, on the the Sammy and the uh, and the Vladi goal, but a lot of it came off of of, of Golden Knights just uh, turnover on, on the puck. So I'm trying to trying to find a balance because uh, once Vegas found their feet, yeah, they they survived. They didn't survive the first period, but they got out of it with a chance down 2 nothing, and, well, and they should have been able to come back, really. I mean, they, they had every opportunity yeah. to. And, and, you know, you look at the fact that they had three power play opportunities in the second period, and it's still just a two-goal game. Marc-Andre Fleury coming up with some big saves. Like, there were certainly moments within that game, second period, third period, where it could have turned in Vegas's favor, and they just they weren't able to convert on those opportunities. The power play, I thought, was way better. I know it didn't convert, and the idea is you should score. You've got one more player than the other team, and that was a factor in the result. It yeah. definitely I, you you can't sit here and and tell me that it wasn't. But I will say this: the the different alignment that they used, and the the shuffling of personnel. Chandler Stevenson was on the first unit last night. Uh, I liked it. I like what they did with their their setup on it, and they did everything but score. Uh, that doesn't take away from the fact that the the power play could have had a major influence in in a comeback and making that that game look much differently. But if you're if you're looking for any type of positive from it, not just the 95 shots, which it didn't feel like a 95 attempt game, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, it, there was some something weird going on with the stats last night. Uh, because uh, they kept adding them <laughs> over and over and over uh, during, during the Mike and I were laughing about it during the post game. Like they they added three more shots. They have four more shots. Um, so uh, I just I, I'm impressed and I'm I guess I'm encouraged by what I saw from the alignment and the setup of the power play. It has to start scoring at a pace that is top third of the National Hockey League in this stretch drive. Enough is enough. It, it yeah. has to start having more of an impact. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there there are certainly 
Um, I, I'm, I'm not one to, to worry too much about the overall percentage. I, I've talked about the power play uh, a number of times, and really for me, when you have an opportunity to either get back in a game or you have an opportunity to put a game away, you need a power play goal. You get those opportunities. You've got to find a way to put the puck in the back of the net. And I think you're right there. And, like, you you have to start converting and getting that confidence with the man advantage because the Golden Knights, when we look around at this roster, they have too much talent at all the key areas that you need talent on a good power play to be so middling when it comes to their ability to convert with a man advantage. There's there's times this year where Pete's used the expression like momentum sapping. The power yeah. play kind of took away our momentum. And we're games where they've been they've had much more pressure, many more opportunities five on five than they have in the power play. Last night wasn't one of those games. It wasn't momentum sapping. They were able to control and have chances generate opportunities in the power play. That was a, that was a step, but I guarantee you, if you had a conversation with Pete DeBoer uh, off to the side, he'd say the same thing: like enough's enough. We've we've talked about the power play and different uh, uh, aspects of it, and we we are now to the stage where it's not uh, taking us away uh, from uh, the momentum. Ed Graney would love that because uh, he doesn't believe in momentum. <laughs> but uh, it's it's not sapping momentum, but it's not giving us anything. And uh, I guarantee he's he's saying the exact same thing right now. It it has to start producing to make an impact in these games at critical times. And last night it had many opportunities to have an impact, especially in that second period where yeah. they came out and could have taken the game back. And and it didn't. How much of when you look at the power play and you're trying to assess it and you're trying to like, you know, look at some of the reasons why it's not working out, like how much of that is traced back to just an inability to practice, right? Like the Golden Knights have not really been able to practice because of the schedule, because you're trying to manage rest, like how much better, how much sharper could that power play unit be if there were just a couple of days in which the, that could be practiced and practiced heavily? I think it's very fair. Uh, the the counter would be everybody else is in the same boat. Nobody else is practicing. Sure. They're, they're converting sure. at a higher level. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and 100%. You've got pretty much veteran guys uh, on that, that man advantage unit. So uh, I... I I don't want to take away from the fact that that practice or lack of practice has an impact. I think totally. You're absolutely right on the money with that. And and some people learn differently. Uh, Chapman may be able to watch video of, of a power play and, and what they want to do with it, and it's there. Boom. Uh, I I have to go through the reps physically of, of executing that power play and be in that situation. So maybe maybe – there's 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 a bit of that happening, but uh, last night, talk about all the shot opportunities, uh, shot attempts, and shots on goal with 51. I haven't checked today. Is it up to 50, 58, 59? Uh, 51. I'll check for you. Last night, uh, that Jordan Bennington faced and he stopped 50. Talk about that all you want, but the man advantage didn't convert, and I think as much as anything. That's where the start was one thing, scoring, giving up two goals in the first seven and a half. That's one thing. 
But the amount of zone time, it was a great game. Like, shots were 51-35 in the game. Yes. That was yep. he, that was like Mark Andre Fleury was great last night, and he allowed mm-hmm. three. Uh, but uh, they they could have and should have been able to bail themselves out with as much zone time as as they had uh, last night. You guys are okay to take a break because we have Dylan Secura coming up, and I want to be able to uh, give him as much time as uh, we can. And we have the legal minute with uh, with Sam is going to stop by the program. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods and the uh, the idea that uh, the sheriff didn't uh, lay charges, even though they know he was going double the speed limit. So uh, what happens if uh, you and I are in that same position? Uh, would, would, would we have charges uh, laid against us? And there's good news of the day. Plus, one-timers. Oh, there's a lot happening around the, uh, the trade deadline, a little bit of scuttlebutt. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Las Vegas for the VGK Insider Show and uh, take you around the National Hockey League and the implications of all the swapping that uh, we anticipate will probably come down to the wire uh, for the most part on Monday. And uh, we will uh, keep you up to date. A guy that uh, was uh, subject of a deal, not in the uh, trade deadline day, but came over during the offseason, Dylan Secura, who's with the Henderson Silver Knights on a long road trip. And he joined us on the VGK Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Uh, Dylan, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, how, like, how many cities, what kind of road trip are you guys on right now? I'm actually having trouble keeping track of where you guys have been and where you're going. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me, first of all. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a long road trip. Uh, we started out in Tucson. Uh, we flew to San Jose, and then now we're in uh, Bakersfield to finish it off here and uh, hopefully finish with a, with a win. So tomorrow night's the uh, the end of the road trip. Uh, it's been a great season for you individually. Give us an idea of what uh, you've liked, what you've enjoyed, uh, the experience of playing in Las Vegas after coming over from the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Um, you know, guys here always say that we wish that, that this year wasn't so wasn't so weird with everything going on that we uh, you know could actually compete for for Calder and, and have some meaningful playoff time. But uh, it's been awesome. Um, you know, the organization's treated us awesome. Um, you know, happy to be a part of a team that's that's been winning this much. Uh, I know for for a lot of us, it's been a while like that. So, um, you know, I think everything's always a little better when you're winning. And uh, the warm weather of, of Vegas and, and just the fan base there, and uh, you know, playing at home there has been it's been really really fun experience. So, uh, I think kind of this organization's going to have a lot of success in the in the coming years, and it's going to be a great destination for for many guys. Have you ever lived in a in a southern city before? I, I hadn't until I moved here, so I'm just curious. Uh, had, have you ever done that? No. Uh, yeah, Toronto from back home, and then school in Boston, uh, which was pretty cold in the wintertime, and then obviously Chicago. So I think uh, after this, I don't think I want to go back to a, to a cold city ever again. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, there's no chance <laughs> I'm moving back north. Not after, like, yeah. I haven't had to scrape my windows or brush the car off or anything. Uh, what's, what's your favorite thing about living, uh, living like, in the southern part of it? Yeah, I think it's got to be just the sunshine. Uh, you know, kind of waking up every day and, and leaving the rink uh, to, to sun and, you know, be able to golf. And a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of guys on the team are big golfers, so something like that, uh, you know, stuff like that helps a lot. Uh, I think there's just something you said about the sun shining every morning, a smile on your face. You know, like I said, leaving the rank in shorts is pretty cool. It's awesome. Dylan Secure is with us on the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know, Dylan, you, you talked about uh, just how successful the team has been so far this season. What What's one of the big key reasons why the Henderson Silver Knights have been so successful, have been winning so much this season? Yeah, uh, 
I don't think it's one one thing in particular. I think you know, just going back to our systems, the way we play the game, I think is is really advanced for for this level. And um, you know, our goaltending, wherever it's been, uh, you know, mostly Logan Thompson, he's been amazing all year. He's kept us in some games that maybe we shouldn't have won, but uh, I think you know we have a lot of depth. Um, you know, we have lines that can score every every night. You know, it's kind of you know it seems to be someone different uh, that's stepping up to the plate, which is which is huge. Which you know, at this level, you need you, you need depth scoring and, and all lines that can that can put the puck in the net. So, um, you know, like I said, it's been really fun. Best, definitely the best team that uh, you know I've been on in, in pro hockey, and I'm sure a lot of guys too. And you know, like I said, wish we could uh, you know, have something to play for a little bit more this year. You're lighting it up too. <laughs> Doing all right. Yeah, not bad, eh? Like you, you still going uh, top cheese, or where are you where are you spreading the goals around right now? <laughs> yeah, just uh, all over kind of. You know, I've been fortunate. Uh, uh, I think a lot of my goals have come on the power play this year, and you know, we got uh, we got some playmakers on that line that are that are making the good plays. And it's a pretty easy job for me, so I've been happy with the way you know things have been going lately, and hopefully we can we can finish off strong. Who you been playing with? Uh, mostly, I've always been with uh, O'Regan pretty much since like the first seven or eight games, and and then uh, you know kind of from there, it's kind of usually been two pairs of two pairs of guys that kind of stick together, and then the third guys kind of different uh, depending on the game. So, but it's, I like playing with uh, with Regan; he's been awesome. Uh, here's a weird one for you. So. The- it's a new franchise. It's a new coach, but a lot of the guys uh, played in in Chicago together. You weren't you weren't part of that uh, Wolves group, but you guys skated a lot uh, prior to the start of the season in informal workouts, and uh, you had uh, different uh, different people out there running the, the 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 workouts. Did you look at certain people and say, "I'd like to play with them or him or"? Uh, like, like, was there some of that going? And it, I'll be honest. I would look around and go, "I hope I don't play with him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're always kind of putting those kind of things in your mind and comparing yourself to guys, especially when it's a, when it's a new team. And obviously, like I said, with, with, when I was in Rockford, we played Chicago ten to fifteen times last year, so I was pretty familiar with all the guys. Um, Gage Quinney was kind of a guy that stuck out to me early on. He was uh, he's really good with the puck, creative guy, kind of guy that would kind of complement each other's game. So I think maybe he was the guy that uh, you know early on, and then obviously he went to the taxi squad and um, had a little injury issues. So, but uh, yeah, probably him at the start of the year. He stuck out. Who didn't you want to play with? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the one where, where you picked the maybe, guy. Maybe our, our goalies that we had. You know, we had a couple. <laughs> Subpar goalies during those skates, so I was hoping that they weren't going to be on the roster. <laughs> you got rid of those guys in a hurry. Dylan uh, <laughs> Secure is with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, uh, Dylan, it, uh, just when you look at Jack Dugan and, and kind of the rookie season that he's having 20 points in 22 games, w- what can you tell us about Jack that maybe we don't know because we, we don't see him night in and night out putting in the work? Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a special young player. Um, Obviously, coming from college, with the, the kind of numbers he had, you knew he was going to be a be a guy that could produce at this level. I don't know if anyone guessed uh, this much. You know, he's kind of surprised us all. And, you know, he's a great kid. Uh, he's kind of the class clown of the team. So uh, there's something if you didn't know about him there, that's it. That's him. But uh, yeah, he, he works on his craft a lot. You know, he's really, really poised at the puck for for a young kid that's that's tough to find in this league. And I think you know he's going to have uh, a lot of success in his career. 
I didn't know he was the, the class clown because we always see him. He talks about the chip on the shoulder and, and uh, trying to, to make his way in, in professional hockey from the, from the college ranks. But, uh, but he does act out a little bit. Like in a <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say. You know, he's, uh, he, he's a funny guy. He always likes to have a, a laugh and a joke. And, you know, him and some of the older guys get into it, so it's pretty funny. He's a, he's a funny guy. Oh, I see where that's going. The old college silver spooner, and uh, <laughs> I, I see exactly where you're going. Uh, what's uh, what's what's Manny like now that you've had a chance to play uh, under Manny for uh, a good uh, more than half your season now? No, oh, yeah, he's been awesome. Just the the way he conducts himself and and kind of leads our team off the ice has has been uh, has been awesome. Um, you know, the whole staff. Um, you know, just with the the experience that they've had playing pro and playing the NHL and, uh, you know, being around the league and, and coaching now. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely huge. You know, I, I guess I'm a, a little bit of an older guy, uh, this year, which seems weird, but, um, you know, for the younger guys, this is, it's an, probably the best place to be with, you know, surrounded by this kind of staff with, with obviously Manny and Huey and Wardle and, uh, Dotes, all those guys, they're, they're second to none. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot this year from from those guys, and you know, hope to continue to learn from them. You pick uh, Freddie Brathwaite's brain at all? <laughs> I do actually. Um, like he's a he's a beauty. Yeah, he's. Uh, I kind of clicked with him at, at at camp, and we've we've had a good relationship going on here. And um, he, I always ask him before the game about the goalie or where we're shooting and stuff like that. So uh, we have a good relationship. And yeah, like you said, he's he's another awesome guy. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, the VGK Insider Show, chatting with uh, Henderson Silver Knight uh, star scorer Dylan Secura on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, Dylan, uh, town crier, what do you think? You love it? I, I like it. I like it. First, first, first game, I was a little skeptical, but uh, it's, it's very Vegas, and no, it's, it, it makes playing a home a lot more fun. Did you guys know that that was going to happen? No, we didn't. Uh, we, we, we had a nice chuckle on the bench when we first heard it and I think it was uh Ron Denberg, uh when he scored his first goal I think <laughs> the crier yeah. didn't really know exactly how to pronounce that last name but uh <laughs> no it's a it's a funny thing and I know guys look forward to this sports so they can hear, uh, hear the crier call their name there yeah it's it's wild what, what about the buckets because you guys did the the shiny helmets first yeah it's same kind of thing when we first saw them at camp we were a little skeptical but uh no, they work really well and like I said very Vegas uh, we wouldn't expect anything else, but uh, I think with our home record and the chrome buckets, we can pull it off. I think maybe if it was, we didn't have such a good record, it'd be a little skeptical, but, uh, you know, I think, I think it's, uh, it's a good thing to have for the team. Then. Do, do teams like, talk to you about the helmets, something like that, on, on the ice, like when you're playing, playing say, San Jose's in town? Uh, surprisingly, not too much. Uh, the first game we heard a little bit, like I said, I think since we've been winning, Winning at home all the time, that uh, people people seem to, to leave it alone a little bit. But I think if I was the opposing team, I would I'd have a couple things to say. Uh, that was a greasy one the other night against San Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are those are the type of games that at this point in the season, you know, uh, we'd like to win. Uh, obviously, that was the first time that we went to OT and the shootout, which has been pretty crazy that we haven't gone there yet. And, um, so it was a new look for our team, but uh, that's that's kind of road victories need to be a, to be a good team at this level. You guys have uh, one more in Bakersfield, then you're back home next weekend against Tucson. If we get to see Dylan Secura in the shootout, uh, nobody else, like nobody's from another team, is listening right now. So we we know that. So you're safe to tell us. 
What's the Dylan Sakara move? Um, usually, uh, you know, after the third, no TD ice is very good. So I'm, I mean, I usually like to shoot it. I don't like risking that, risking a deke. Um, and the last shoot, I went low glove. So yeah, I take glove glove side is usually my shot in the left wing. Nice. And where's uh, where's the favorite place that you've uh, you've played golf so far? Um, my favorite place, probably honestly, I like uh, Bears Best. It's pretty close to where we all live there. Jack Nicholas design, and um, they 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 take care of us very well. And uh, yeah, that's probably my my favorite course I've played. Look at you throwing out uh, Nicholas design. Uh, what, what's your? I, I, by the way, I need you to, to to keep in mind here. I am staying away from all Masters coverage today, so I can watch <laughs> it tonight. I, I don't want to know who's leading anything about it. But tell me, who's your pick then? Uh, for uh, to wear their green jacket on Sunday. I had uh, Morikawa. Oh, Vegas guy. He was my guy. Yeah, he was my guy. He's an awesome dude too. Like just a fun guy uh, uh, as well. So if you, if have you met him yet? No, I haven't. I think some of the guys said that uh, they've seen him on the course a couple times, but never met him. Yeah, he plays over at Summit. Uh, he's uh, he's out of there, and he's just a really cool dude and and fun. So, uh, you you professional athletes, we we always think, ah, oh, they're they're like machines. We don't, what are they really like? But uh, you you and him are you you guys would be great together. Uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, best of luck tomorrow night, and uh, and keep it going because you're on a real heater right now. Yeah, thank you. Guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Be good. There's Dylan Secura. Uh, guy that uh, has made his mark on the Henderson Silver Knights coming over uh, from the Chicago Blackhawks organization uh, acquired in exchange for Brandon Peary. Yeah, I'm a little bummed that uh, he didn't tell you who was leading the Masters. Right I now. know. Well, he knows better. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, yep. Like, he, he knows that, that Don't I... worry. We'll know by the end of the show. No, you can't do that, Chapman. You can't do it's, that. It's it's cooler if it's Dylan Sakura doing it. It's yeah. not so much if it's you, Chapman. Listen, for, just... for for all the crap I have gotten from Darren since August, it's <laughs> it's payback time. Let me ask you a question though. Yes. Is the crap warranted? No. No. It's it's mean. So, I'm going to okay. I'm going to turn the the, okay. the the flame up on the on the stove and uh Here's and... I will let you tell me What's going on in Augusta, Georgia? If you can cite three examples of where I have been mean without cause, think about it, and you can you can bring bring those examples in hour number two. Don't worry, I'm, 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 I'm opportun- all right. Well, I mean, just before we today, you were you no, were mean to me. No, today was totally warranted. Uh, and then your opinion. Ryan is the judge. Mm-hmm. It's the VGK yep. Insider Show. Good news is coming up. We've also got a little bit more on the Golden Knights going into and transitioning to the series against the Arizona Coyotes and uh, then Monday on trade deadline day. So we want to get a lot into uh, what the forecast is as far as uh, trade deadline activity from the Vegas Golden Knights. And one-timers will deal with the, uh, the latest uh, news and notes from the National Hockey League as some players are shuffling, uh, but so far, I can tell you there's good news on the Golden Knights front when it comes to other deals. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the good news of the day on the VGK Insider Show. 
The good news of the day is brought to you by Silver State Schools Credit Union, prioritizing people over profit, and Jack Campbell is really the source of our good news today. And while it's it's not a record he set today, it is one he set last night, a new Maple Leaf record it's pretty awesome. Campbell has gone 10-0-0 in his first 10 starts this season for the Leafs. He's really stepped up in the absence of Frederick Anderson. The 29-year-old goaltender has had a roller coaster of a career, drafted 11th overall by Dallas in the 2010 NHL draft, traded to L.A. in 2016-17 where he found mixed success with the Kings until being traded to Toronto in 2019-20. As a Leaf, Campbell has gone 13-2-1 and is a pristine 10-0-0 this season with the Leafs sporting a 9.44 save percentage and a 1.58 goals against average. Uh, for me, it's a cool story. Like, I... I do remember Jack Campbell in some games against Vegas. Like I, I think that there's a player that I think a lot of teammates just want to show up for, want to play for, and whatever is going right right now in Toronto, you have to really tip your cap to Jack Campbell. It's been a heck of a ride to get here, but 10-0-0 sounds pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I had to earn it because uh, the pro career didn't go the way he thought it was going to go, and part of that yeah. was his own fault because he didn't realize or didn't accept that there's a maturing process to goaltenders that like you don't just start like Carey Price did, uh, playing a little bit in the American Hockey League, then then going into uh, the National Hockey League and and spending basically your whole career as a full-time NHLer, and that came as a real shock to Jack Campbell when he was sent down by the Dallas Stars, and it affected him, and it knocked him off balance when it came to his development. And he went to L.A., and the goalie whisperer in Bill Ranford got a hold of him, mm -hmm. Dusty Emu uh, as well, and they they found his game, and they helped him along. And it's a really cool story of, of being a top prospect and then having to fight through adversity. And... And he's not. The, you look at the LA Kings, mm -hmm. and and goaltenders around the league. Yep. What they've done with with certain net miners, Jack Campbell, Martin Jones, Darcy Kemper. I mean, th those are just ones that that they've they've flipped out, and uh, it's it's really impressive. Uh, uh, a couple of other guys that are, that aren't in the league anymore that they've also uh, managed to. Uh, to, to have a, a real handle on it's they've they've got something uh there and they've done a nice job uh with, with the goaltenders and turning them into assets i am like i said i'm pretty stoked for jack campbell i think it's pretty awesome that he's able to do this right now in toronto especially when you consider frederick anderson and all the mystery surrounding him and when he may be available for the leafs and just Jack Campbell getting in and giving everything he's got to that team. 10-0-0, not bad. And the Leafs continue to roll in the North Division. They, they've used three goalies this year. Uh, yeah. Michael Hutchison, Jack Campbell, and uh, Frederick Anderson. They've they've gone with uh, like almost third, third, third. A uh, little less for Michael Hutchison. But they've they've leaned on all three. I don't know what's going to happen there with, with Freddie Anderson. He's our guy.